Hollywood is rated LGBT Radio, starring your host, Rob Watson! Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rated LGBT Radio, and I am your host, Rob Watson. Today we have a short show for you. We are doing a quick look back at 2023, uh, particularly from the purview of the Los Angeles Blade magazine, which is one of the biggest up-and-comer LGBT news sources in the country. Um, It was awarded the um, best journalism by uh, GLAAD this past year. And um, so we're going to share what hit the top of their different categories um, for 2023. Uh, we're using this short show to kick off our year of 2024 of Rated LGBT Radio. We have shows lined up in the coming weeks that you do not want to miss. Um, so definitely uh, keep your subscriptions live and encourage your friends to subscribe as well. Um, first, I want to move over to Brody Levesque. Uh, Brody's at the news desk. and. He can tell us what is going on right now in the country. Brody, what's happening? Hey, Rob. Um, It's kind of a little bit of a sad day in Perry, Iowa. A 17-year-old, unfortunately, uh, initiated a school shooting. Uh, He died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, But um, he did sadly kill a sixth uh, grader, and he wounded um, five others. Perry, Iowa is a small town. It's about roughly an hour north, northwest of Des Moines, the capital. It's only about 8,000 people. Uh, so now we have a community, again, torn apart uh, and in grief. Um, law enforcement has not established a motive. Uh, the only thing that we got out of a briefing uh, was the fact that uh, there was apparently uh, an improvised IED, which they were able to disarm. Uh, he was apparently armed with a shotgun and a pistol, uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's how back to school started uh, in Iowa today. So a um, lot, uh, lot of, you know, trying to send positive thoughts uh, to a community that's hurting real bad right now. Um, state houses all over the country are open for business. It's a brand-new legislative year. We do, unfortunately and sadly, already have a plethora of anti-LGBTQ legislation. Uh, and as the weeks go by, I will be uh, telling our listeners, uh, sadly, about that. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, with that, uh, let's take a look at what happened last year. Um, 2023 turned out to be kind of an eventful year for LGBTQ rights across the U.S., um, there was increasing polarization, as you know, between red and blue states. A lot of times it was literally over uh, queer rights, uh, especially transgender rights. Um, however, we did have some bright spots in there. Um, I'll just briefly run through it. Um, the White House was able to get more than 60 federal judges confirmed it on the bench. Uh, this, of course, will help by having more progressive judges on these federal courts which will protect uh, and in some cases expand queer rights. Uh, The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, 
finally ended its discriminatory ban on blood donations from men who have sex with men. Uh, this is a long, long-term fight and irritant to the queer community. Um, so that one went away. The uh, administration has proposed new rules and guidelines that would require prospective foster parents uh, to support foster kids' gender identity. However, currently uh, there are 15 Republican states' attorney generals challenging it. Uh, so at this point, uh, the laws, or not the law, excuse me, the rule will not take effect until that gets sorted out. Um, on the international front, the president did speak out in support of intersex people's rights at the UN General Assembly this year. He also supported LGBTQ rights by speaking out against Uganda's draconian Anti-Homosexuality Act, uh, which also includes a death penalty uh, in some cases. Um, at the high court, it wasn't really a good year for LGBTQ rights. Um, this past June, the Supreme Court handed down a decision in 303 Creative uh, and basically found in favor of a web designer who didn't want to design websites for same-sex weddings. Um, the problem with that case is that the case is brought by the Alliance Defending Freedom, and in the case of this web designer, there wasn't any clients. In other words, there were no gay clients who came to her to ask her to do it. Uh, so this was predicated all on fictional circumstances, and unfortunately, the high court bought it. Um, we've had some other things go right this year. The states of Maryland and Minnesota, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they repealed their defunct sodomy laws, uh, along with Michigan and Massachusetts. They also banned conversion therapy, uh, so that that's always a, that's an uptick for that. Uh, Virginia Democrats uh, also gained complete control of the state house, so that will pretty much throttle back uh, anti-trans, anti-queer. Republican Governor Yonkin's agenda, uh, because it basically effectively blocks him from, you know, outside of executive order, signing any nasty bills that are going to negatively impact our community. Um, in California, uh, we had a lot of fights this year over uh, outing of trans kids and educational materials uh, for kids in school districts. Uh, we have an injunction in place now against Chino Valley, uh, which is preventing them from enforcing their anti-trans policy. In Temecula and a few other school districts, they've basically been powered down, and they are now providing state-mandated and required, statutorily required, history lessons and other lessons on the queer community. Uh, next year, the plan for activists is to repeal Prop 8. Ironically, it was never repealed. It was just shot over by a court ruling. Uh, the prop still exists. Activists simply want to go ahead and get it removed. Um, the American Civil Liberties Union reported that in 2023 we had over 500 anti-trans bills that were filed in state legislatures. And in addition to that, we had another 30 or 40 anti-LGBTQ laws uh, that were also passed, including one uh, in Iowa, ironically enough, that was kind of a don't say gay on steroids, 
which was partially blocked last week by a federal judge. That was a signature uh, effort and bill by Iowa's Republican Governor Tim Reynolds, uh, who is no fan of the community, and the judge basically set aside a vast majority of the law. Sadly, the only portion that he let stand was the portion where school officials are required to notify parents if their children request to use a bathroom uh, or a name or anything outside of what's listed in school records or their birth certificate. That portion of the law is still enforceable. But the book banning section and the book uh, materials and some of the other things, the judge said no and enjoined it. So that means that, yeah, you can't do it. We're waiting to see that has yet to be appealed by Iowa. That one will go to the U.S. Uh, Sixth Circuit. We're not exactly sure how that one's going to work itself out. Um, in Congress, I think uh, the two noteworthy things there was openly gay uh, Representative David Cicilline from uh, Rhode Island, who's actually been a guest on our show, Rob. Uh, he basically resigned from Congress, and he's now heading up a nonprofit Rhode Island foundation. Um, Cicilline, of course, has been a long-term advocate of uh, LGBTQ rights. He himself is gay. Uh, he was the first openly gay uh, mayor of the capital city of Rhode Island Providence, and he served in Congress for a very, very long time. Um, and then, of course, there was George Santos, which became the poster child and the butt joke of virtually every cocktail party joke out there. Uh, he finally got expelled from Congress, um, and hopefully as he works his way through all the federal cases against him, he'll end up spending some time reconsidering his position in life in a jail cell someplace. Um, from the L.A. Blade sports editor, Don Annis, Don did a, uh, a quick roundup of uh, significant events uh, for queer athletes. Um, number 10, uh, we had uh, the National Hockey League uh, banned use of pride-themed jerseys for warm-ups um, for the season that they are now in. Um, and, of course, that uh, made Pride Night celebrations a little difficult. It, the irony was out of the 1,200 NHL players, um, only seven people complained. And so most of the criticism is being uh, aimed at NHL's Board of Governors uh, as well as the commissioner of the NHL. And at this point, there's continued um, outcry and, and people are looking at it. Um, in the National Football League, quarterback Carl uh, Nassib, uh, who retired this year, um, is now openly dating uh, an Olympic uh, swimmer, uh, Soren Dahl. And uh, that was the big news in the uh, – sports community for queer athletes. Uh, he was a former defensive end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Nasib is now working as an uh, advocate for queer youth, and he's doing uh, work in that space, now supported, of course, uh, by his boyfriend, which is good for him. We did see some trans inclusion uh, get knocked out in sports as well this year, sadly. Um, we've had several of the world's uh, foremost uh, sports 
organizations banning transgender women athletes, uh, the World Cycling uh, Organization in Switzerland, um, the World Aquatics has also done that as well. Um, and then uh, there's been problems uh, with trans women in the World Cup series. So there's still a lot of work to be done there, um, which is kind of sad. Um, one of the other stories of the year, uh, trans non-binary football, that's soccer to you Americans, uh, Trailblazer Quinn uh, retired after a very, very stellar uh, career. Uh, it's over um, nearly, what, 1,000 games in 14 years. So we said goodbye to Quinn this year, um, and which is kind and, of neat because uh, – and I'm afraid we're going to have to say goodbye to everybody right now because that is all the things we have time for. So thanks, Brody, for that recap of 2023. Um, and uh, folks, please do listen in. We have some great shows lined up for you in the coming weeks and coming months. Um, and we'll be here for you. Um, and we cannot wait to talk to you then. You've been listening to Rated LGBT Radio. 